Welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show, a series of organic discussions between hosts David Chavez and a variety of notable business leaders centered around their most significant failures and how they handled those challenges so listeners can learn from their most teachable moments and apply the lessons to their organizations. Now, here's your host, David Chavez. Hey everyone, welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez. I'm here with a fantastic guest we'll get to in just a moment. But I just wanted to remind you of why we do this show. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of material out there uh, from entrepreneurs about what they've done right to grow their companies. However, there's not a lot of things out there talking about some of the things, the mistakes we made along the way because we make a lot of mistakes to get to right. And um, I think that a lot of times uh, business owners forget about, you know, that mistakes are part of the learning process. And that's really what we're doing on this radio show is we're sharing our mistakes and what we had to do to overcome them or, you know, deal with the problems that came with the um, decision that we made that didn't work out as well as we had like. And today I got a great guest. Um, um this is a very powerful full lady in her cell and and she runs a um a uh, mental health facility and um, I'll let her explain that to you but this is Christy Cessna and um Christy where are you at this morning? I'm What's in Nash- Nashville, Tennessee. All right, Nashville, Tennessee. So we have you direct from Nashville and I'm in Ontario, California today. So um you're in Nashville and I'm in California. And um, tell us a little bit about you and Christy and how you ended up on my show and um, what you do now, all those things. Well, um, I'm originally from Arkansas and uh, first person to go to college in my family ended up uh, finding myself being a therapist and then quickly found myself being a leader in uh, mental health organizations and behavioral health and um, have lived both, I'm from Arkansas originally, like I said, but moved to Arizona and then ended up being recruited to come here into Tennessee um, and met you, David, through a mutual friend who and, and, and former colleague who actually, we worked together. And um, it was just by uh, happenstance that we were talking one day and talking about women and leadership and um, had the chance to meet you and 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 been able to work with Assured Strategy to help really grow our organization. Um, Integrative Life Network is is a family of, of trauma focused programs around the country. Um, and you know, right now the mental health crisis is is real. I think many people uh, in in business have seen their workforce be really impacted by that. Yeah, I, I love that you said that too. And and yes, uh, um, I I haven't worked with you very closely. My partner has, and you and her have worked together for quite a while, and and in different capacities over the years. So you guys have a very long, strong relationship. But then you and I had the opportunity to work a little bit together this um, last year, just because of all the change that's going on. And um, uh, I I think it's really interesting uh, the field you're in. Because it's probably in such high demand. Why is it? What's the driving the demand? What's the big thing that people are coming to get help for? You know, um, the the demand. I think a lot of it has to do with the the sense of anxiety or stress that people are under, and it's it's fascinating to watch. You know, I'm a mom of three pseudo grown children. They're in their twenties or late twenties, and 
um, that those that particular age group oftentimes I think are are really struggling um, the the lack of connection that they have in terms of a sense of community or um, yes. with something bigger than themselves. I mean, a lot of their connection has to do with you know their attachment to their phone or social media or, or coming from an external sense of who they who they ought to be, or, or, you know, a lot of FOMO missing out, you know, those sorts of things. So I think it has eroded um, who we are as, as humans, right? That we are really built for social connection and that has been torn apart. So you're seeing, you know, suicide rates go up. Sadly, you're seeing a lot of fentanyl, a lot of mothers my age, you know, that have lost children. And it's just, um, it's it's really heartbreaking um, yeah. what's happening to our to our country in that way. Yeah, I think the kids today, it's just a lot different than when we grew up. And I'm sure that people said the same thing when we were growing up, too. Um, I, I, I think it's a lot different. But uh, um, the big thing is, is that all the bad effects that came out of keeping people locked down and especially kids and things like that. And, you know, uh, um, we don't want to get into a political conversation, but I think that um, so your business is probably getting busier and busier because these things take a little bit of time before they start showing their um, all the side effects that end up happening. Is that a fair comment? I, I, I agree. And I think that the pandemic pros and cons of it all, you know, in terms of us all working together, working at home and and, and, and having that that freedom. What happened was is a lot of folks started seeing things happening you couldn't hide. You couldn't run to work and hide. We're all under one roof. And sometimes that just enhances, you know, issues. And, and certainly there was a lot more drinking going on. Um, but also things that maybe were hidden, you know, in your family are now come to light. So I think that's what brought um, more awareness of the need. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, the amount of stress. I can't imagine. Uh, being a mother, you know, of young children, trying to work, trying to help them, you know, learn on a on a, you know, on a on a laptop or or whatever the issue was, it, it was just a crazy time. Yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. I, I, and so 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 that 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 has made your business flourish a little bit. But let's talk. Let's switch the gears and talk about some of the things. So your career. Um, how did you end up in the position? What, what's the track you've taken so people can sort of understand your position? Because you run a fairly good-sized company now, and um, you're, you know, you're accountable for the P&L for that thing and making sure it works correctly. Um, my, my career path was really, it came quite natural. Um, I had started off, like I said, as a therapist and realized very quickly that, um, one, it, it you know, it, the stress level of that job. Um, and I needed to be really present for my kids. I'm pretty outgoing and I'm pretty engaging. So found out that there was a whole nother side of the, the, the business, for lack of a better word, where I could meet with clinicians from around the country and quickly moved into leadership. So at that time in Arizona, I was running for um, a really a very large team in business development. And then quickly moved into operations at some point. And so that's how I came here to Tennessee. This field that we work in is actually quite small in some ways in terms of the network, um, because it's really quite collab collaborative. We want to help people. I mean, that is the, the basis of what we do. So it's important that we know who our quote competitors are because we need to refer to those. And um, when I came to Nashville, 
it was a very small organization. It was one, one brand um, and it was losing money. And, you know, I have a reputation of, of being able to um, really put organizations on a national platform, national visibility, and know how to get the word out about the great work that we're doing. Now, I don't work for just anybody. I also want to make sure that the, the work that's happening is aligned with what I think is really strong clinically. Um, so with that, I have, you know, been able to have a reputation where people trust me. Um, that that any place I'm going to align myself with is going to be a good program. Yeah. So that's where we started with Nashville. We were able to expand the services and the continuum um, became very, you know, went from losing money to actually breaking even within six months. Oh, wow. Um, so that was pretty impressive. And then we were able to acquire some other programs or partner with other programs from around the country. So we have the Integrative Life Center here in Nashville, but we also have Begin Again Institute in Colorado. We have Shadow Mountain in New Mexico, and then we have a new program called Sauna at Stowe in Vermont. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, yeah. And then, and then, you, which which branch do you run? Currently, I am running the Integrative Life Center, and we went from where we were uh, managing about mm, twenty some odd beds to over sixty. So, in a very short period of time. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have a lot of patients coming through. Um, you've grown it quite a bit. Um, you've been a part of the help, helping the growth of the whole organization across the board. And there's a lot of opportunity for you in this organization. And, and, um, uh, unfortunately, you have a lot of patients right now too, because you're pretty busy, right? So you're, you're, um, it's, it, but also that's good that you're there to help people. So let's, let's, jump into it because we like to jump into the nitty and gritty here and and let's just uh why don't why don't you take a few moments and just outline the um situation where you didn't make as good a decision as you thought you made at the time you made it and and then we'll maybe take a break after that and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the details of it i think you know when i was preparing for this i had a lot of things you know to consider and i think the first one that popped out for me is just realizing that while I may have started and growing this organization, I realized that, you know, I did not bring resources in at pivotal times. So, you know, some of that had to do with probably my own uh, belief system, you know, as a woman, I think sometimes that we put our needs last. So anything from, I think I had shared with you, I really think I need an executive assistant. Well, this is, this is crazy to think that I have been doing this for as long as I have and have never had an executive assistant. I would yeah. give other people executive assistance before I'd give myself one. So is this idea of servant leadership maybe taken a little bit too far? Um, and, and realizing, you know, that I wasn't advocating as strongly as I needed to. One of my mottos about who I am and how I'm designed is, is I find a way. Well, that's great. That means I'm very tenacious. I'm very uh, determined. That's a great thing you want when you're trying to build something, when you're trying to grow something. Um, what happens though, I think is, or in this particular case, is that there was a point where I needed to pause and say, wait a minute, um, we've outgrown where we're at right now. Right now, we, you know, we started with in kind of a survival mode. We're losing money. How do we, how do we course correct? And I did not recognize quickly enough that we really needed to reset and we needed to invest in our staffing and take things in order to just really take things to a higher level. Uh, that means I need to bring in more resources. We probably would, um, you know, not be as 
flush, if you will, with cash. But we needed to do that in order to really to propel our organization forward. So yeah. really, bottom line is I, I just spread myself too thin. That was a that was a. A very. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we're going to come. We're going to come back to that. You spread yourself too thin right after the break, because um, we need to take a break right now. And I just wanted to remind everybody that we do have webinars. If you get on a shirtstrategy.com events, and then we have one live event that I wanted to talk about just real briefly right now on November 9th in Phoenix. Um, um, we are doing account uh, accountability. Could be easy, um, but. And then just how much of your time is wasted due to lack of accountability in your company. We're going to be overcoming some of those obstacles and accountability. But we're going to take a break, Christy. We'll come back on the other side, and then we'll get started diving into what happened. Um, thank you very much. This is the Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez. We'll be back right after the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. You know, Christy, uh, during the break, the voices from above came in and shared with me that I'm breaking up a little bit at times. So um, I'm going to try to keep my video on and uh, you never know. You never know how the hotel Internet's going to perform. So uh, um, I'm in one of those situations right now. Unfortunately, we're on the show doing this live. So um, let's get back to what you were talking about. So. You, you, right before the break, you said that what happened was, is you're a resourceful person. And so 
what I heard you say is that you had some projects to do and you didn't allocate all the resources you probably needed. Why don't you go through a little bit what happened as a result of you not allocating the resources that you actually needed and just trying to have that old, that great old mindset that leaders have of I'll just get it done with the resources I have, right? Just make it work. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, I wish, I wish I could have gone back, you know, about mm, some time ago, you know, what really happened for me was that the result was is actually there was some some restructuring that had to happen. I mean, when I think back to where we were not too long ago to where we are today, I mean, I did not have a COO. Well, I, I was able to bring that person on, which was great, but I did not have an implementation director. I didn't have a VP of strategy. Did not have a CFO. Did not have you know um, even other layers underneath. So that's. That's from the larger parent company, and certainly that affected our ability to move very quickly, more nimbly. Um, but even at the facility level, right, we we did not have the resources there in terms of really supporting our clinicians. So, you know, in our field, and I think in any field, you, you really have to look at how stress can play a role in your decision making. So if you mm -hmm. are growing and you're growing. Um, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about, not to get too heady here or too focused on psychology, but, you know, when your stress goes up, when an organization is under stress, you know, your, your, your higher level of, of thinking, your executive functioning really goes offline and you start getting to really more of a, a primitive, more primitive brain, if you will. And so your focus then on um, more survival, like I said, and less more about creativity, um, your your decision making is not as strong or where your priorities are are not as strong. So all these things actually get affected and it trickles through the organization and it hurts morale. Um, so yeah. those um, are some and, of the impacts. And, and what you're talking about for the audience's sake, and if I'm wrong, please correct me because you're the yeah. expert here in this area. Um it, it, it's really fear that does it, right? It fear 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 sends us into to our our um you know our fight flight or freeze mode, and so so why don't you explain that a little bit to people? Because like that's probably what was going on a little bit. It, it was, and it wasn't just going on just personally with me, but also with others, right? So. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're stressed, you get more reactive, right? Your focus, your focus, uh, your attention goes on other things. You really can't affect strong change. So your overactive sympathetic nervous system goes into, um, like you said, fight, flight, or freeze. And you start, um, that, that side effect is that you start rejecting new ideas. Um, your focus goes down. Your, it actually even affects your body. So um, oftentimes what will happen in is you'll start noticing that people are doing a lot of things. Um, but it's just with the idea of this belief that you're being productive. And instead, what you really want to do is, is re almost slow down for a minute to reinforce the sense of stability or safety for people. And that brings on that higher functioning, right? That brings on um, your, your, your higher level of thinking. So um, not to jump ahead too quickly, but you know, one of the things that the outcome, I guess the blessing in all of it is that, you know, I start my morning very differently now. Um, you know, it, it's important for me to spend time meditating, even if it's just for five minutes, 
just to kind of make sure that I'm completely present because if I as a leader am am not you know grounded, then in fact that's going to trigger other people at work and most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So the things that I think no, that I noticed, and we actually I had just did a presentation on this on trauma informed leadership, and it, it's from this uh, author Daniel uh, Goleman, and and he wrote a book about brain and 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 the emotional intelligence, and he talked about triggers in the workforce, and I can exp- I would say this definitely happened. You know that there there was a sense of a lack of respect or you know, that people were feeling like maybe they were treated unfairly or underappreciated or just not being hard or having unrealistic deadlines. All those things all together create a culture where, you know, when you're in the helping field, you want to have a more grounded culture, a more sense of safety, um, where this culture, you know, would certainly uh, impact, like I said, just creativity. And you need to be creative and thoughtful. Yeah. So, so what you're, what you're saying is, is that, um, you didn't allocate the resources that you had and what ended up happening is your, it caused a lot of stress on the team. Stress resulted in some fear, which fear led to fight, fight, freeze, which ended up causing us to have a lot of activity going on, but not a lot of results going on because the brain just can't focus correctly to get that result that I'm I'm looking for. So how did you get that back under control? I mean, because, you know, when when our people are in that position and we're the leader of the organization, it's very challenging to get people out of a fear state. Yes. So share with us some of the things you did, because I'm sure that'll be hugely valuable for everyone listening. Yeah. And and the the simplest thing is really connection, right? So one of the things I had to do is I had to do it department by department. So the first thing I had to do is look at, okay, what's our, what's our um, outreach look like? So we have a national team around the country and it was clear to me that there was something off. I did a quick survey, did a net promoter score just to say, hey, how likely would you recommend this, this, you know, this organization to work for? And it was not good. It was really not good. And I was like, okay, we, we I know where we got an issue. We've got a, a staff right now that is feeling very demoralized. <clears throat> very Una, un- unappreciated. unappreciated, all those things, right? Yeah. So having that, first of all, just being accountable to say, hey, listen, guys, what getting that feedback and then acting on it. I mean, that's, that's I don't want me to oversimplify, but that really was what I did is being able to have meetings with them, hearing what was going on, and then making changes based on what they asked for. Um, the worst thing I, I always say you could do is to ask for a survey and then do nothing with it and say, thank you very much for the info. Um, you have to act on it. So yeah, that's I, what I did. What 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 you just said um, is so important. I, I, I mean, I, I have um, uh, clients from time to time. They tell me that, yeah, I've surveyed my employees. Okay, well, where's the results? I don't know. Um, well, have you ever looked at it? Yeah, we looked at it when it first came out. Okay, well, what did you do with it? 
Um, well, we took some of the points and we did a few things and, um, and, and then they're wondering why they're not getting any feedback anymore. It's because they didn't end up um, really following through. You have to close the loop with the employees and I'm not doing anything with this feedback is closing the loop. I try to say that to people all the time. That's all employees need to keep on giving you feedback. So you listen to the employees, you surveyed them, they tell you they're tired, they're frustrated, they're so a decision you made led to all of this, right? And now you have to clean it up. And so you just did it department by department in a very good way. What is some of the what is some of the comments you got when you started diving into this and realized that you had to get this fixed? What were some of the frustrations you were hearing? Like what what were people saying to you? Mostly that they had been siloed and it kind of brought me to, you know, an, another issue that I had had, another mistake as you as you as you and I have talked, you know that that this idea of that balance of you know, I bring in a new leader. You want to give them the autonomy to do their job, right? You don't want to feel like you're, you're, you know, going behind them or undermining their authority. Well, the reality was, is that there was some sense of silos. There was this, I wasn't getting the information. The information wasn't going both ways. It seemed like they were giving information to certain people, but it wasn't making its way to me. Um, and once I figured that out, it was like, okay, I need to do things differently, just overarchingly, not just in this department, but completely. Any new leader that I'm hiring now, I want to make sure that I take them, let the leader know, hey, listen, this isn't about undermining your authority, but I'm going to go ahead and have these conversations, you know, yes. and, and that's what that's what I want to do. And I know that in the past, what I had done when I started getting hints of things um, of, hey, there, there's something that's not quite right. I ended up instituting a 360 review for all the staff. And that was really, really a, a beautiful thing to, to get back the feedback to say, oh, okay, this is interesting because people will present differently based on, you know, who they're with. So as a supervisor, I may look very different than, you know, how I present to my, to, to the board or to, to my owner or um, to my colleague, right? So again, it's just important to get that 360 so that you can figure out how best to support that leader or realize that, hey, this may not be a good fit culturally, you know, for this organization. This isn't the direction we're heading. Right. So so, so what, what you're saying is because some of the problems crept up, it started having you look at some of the leadership and how things were going, what was going on. You did the 360 and did you discover anything? Uh, I mean, you probably discovered things that were good and some things that were challenging. What was one of the things that were good? You know, I think that for, for leaders that uh, if you're coming into a new organization, it's one thing when you inherit, you know, your 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 team. And so you definitely saw, you know, there was a, a difference, right, where the people who they had hired, they knew who they were coming to work for, you know, that that's different than the person maybe who, um, you know, had already been there, right? So again, the people had already been there, they'd been there for a reason. And there was, a again, a, a set culture, this was a different culture over here where, um, you know, they had hired somebody in it, it. That that was the first thing I noticed. It would just seem like there was a there was just a, a very stark difference between those who had come in versus those who didn't. And by the way, I couldn't tell it was definitely anonymous, but you could tell that there was 
seemed like there was a division and that's the assumption I made. I'm just going to yeah. say that. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm assuming that's what it was. But yeah. um, later, I think that is what that's what I realized after after months and months later, I, I figured that one out from my yes. conversations. Everyone, um, you have no idea how lucky you are to listen to this show and listen to Christy right now. Um, you can just see the humility she has as a leader. Um, I know her to be an amazing leader, and this is just coming out in this in this uh, podcast so far. So we're going to take a break, Christy, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some of the challenges with that 360 and what you had to start doing to uncover some of those things. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel and get amplified when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network welcome back to the strategy sherpa show with david chavez have a question for david or his guests Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is David Chavez. We're back with Crazy Cessna, and we're going to be talking to her in just a second. But I wanted to bring your attention to our AssuredStrategy.com events page because um, – we, we have a new addition to our team. Um, Preston came to us to help our clients with um, process and getting process into their company. A lot of companies we go into, the processes, are, there's no consistency to them between functional areas. And he's going to talk a little bit about the inefficiency that's costing you money. And what we're talking about is how processes sometimes create inefficiencies and how to fix some of those gaps. And that'll be a very informative webinar. And this is the first one we're doing on process in a while. So it'll be a really good one to come and visit. And Preston is just amazing at this. I think that um, 
he's he's an architect of processes and he the way he approaches it then um uh, my partner kane she'll be doing a webinar on the 26th how to build accountability through meeting rhythms and then she will also be doing the accountability could be easy but workshop out of uh, phoenix um and the but is really um getting the accountability back into your company to stop wasting time and be more efficient also. So there's a lot of efficiency workshops over the next month with us. And if you get on our page, you can find all that information. But let's get back to Christy and let's find out what happened. So Christy, right before the break, I asked you what was one of the good things that came out of doing the 360. And now what I was thinking is like, what are some of the challenges that came out of that 360? Because you know, these are the types of challenge that I think challenge us as leaders the most. I mean, I, I love that you're willing to talk about this because usually this involves a lot of pain on our part, right? There's a lot of emotional pain that goes into some of these issues. So. Yeah, it, it has been painful, David. I mean, I think, you know, again, I, I want to go back to, you know, we're just, at the end of the day, leaders are just humans, right? We're just humans. We bring all our own experiences to things and you know, I think that oftentimes when you're in a leadership position, there's a reason that you have this drive. And um, I'm going to I'm going to out my daughter out right here in a minute. But um, I remember having when she was in college, I said, hey, I want you to go get tested for ADD. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And so she went to go get it. She comes back. She goes, well, thanks a lot. And I said, well, what did you learn? And she said, I don't have ADD. Apparently, I have a slight anxiety disorder of some type. And 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 what I explained to her is that you know, we all are driven for whatever reason, whatever drives us. And for me, I know my my constitution, if you will. I'm a, I'm a little bit of an anxious person. And what's great about it is that it acts as a driver. However, if I don't take care of myself, it can tip over. And then everything we talked about earlier can come into play. It can, it can really wreak havoc on how I look at things and the stories I tell myself and you know, it, it can create problems. So my, my advice to her was that, hey, you know, embrace, you know, who you are. Just watch it. Just make sure you take care of it. And so, again, that's why I say how you start your day is such an important, such an important thing. But um, I know you well, had a well, question about. Yeah, well, well, well uh, with, your, with, the, with the example you just gave, like when you don't know what's going on, that's even worse. Because you, you can't even start to really deal with the issue. And so using getting your daughter to understand to use people to help her figure out what's going on with herself at any given time, you know, um, is very powerful and probably lucky she has you as a mother, right? Um, because a lot of times parents try to stuff this stuff down and don't deal with it properly and soon or later in life it comes out it may be in their 30s 40s 50s um and it'll come out and so you're going to have to deal with it sooner sooner or later and i think what the example you just gave is and i would also recommend that to a lot of leaders sometimes going and talking to somebody really helps solve some of these issues right yeah i agree i agree and i think just knowing how you're made up and what is really what is that driver for you so yes I do have a lot of humility, but I think some of that is is also um, <clears throat> showing up in, in in other ways, right? Just that servant leadership and really wanting to um, help people do better. So when things don't, when things were getting off track, for example, 
that was hard. That was very painful to your point and really affected me personally. Felt like that I had failed terribly, um, not just the organization, but the owner or the, you know, the people who I, who I feel like I, I have the, um, you know, the opportunity to serve. Let's go back to um, the, the uh, mistake. So in your, in, in what happened is getting comfortable in relationship and gra- granting excessive autonomy is how you sort of sum this thing up. Why don't you walk a little bit through what, what ended up happening? <laughs> Yeah. So from the 360 reviews, I think, you know, what we what we realized was that, hey, there there's a number of things I can do. Right. So one is. um, I I I was born in Missouri is the show me state. And what I realized is that I'm going to have to have to use that motto a little more personally, you know, show me what you're doing. So oftentimes, you know, we spend time with the people who are you know, needing that just need more, you know, fill in the blank of whatever that means. They need more because they haven't been a leader before. They need more because they're the ones who always are knocking at your door. It's the, what I realized from that 360, it's the quiet ones. It's the ones that I have a lot of confidence in are the ones who often I need to spend more time with, right? And so that's what I try to do is shift to say, wait a minute, I need to not just be focusing on those that are most vocal or the ones who you know, you might have challenges with, but I need to be focusing on also those who I may be taking for granted that that do a really good job, or I assume are really doing a good job based on the accolades from their staff, right? So sometimes they're getting accolades from their staff because why? They're getting everything that the staff are asking for, not that that's a bad thing, but there may be other requirements in the job that you've got to make sure are getting done. And holding those people accountable. And sometimes people, you know, they believe being a leader is being liked. And that's not it. you got to have the hard conversations. Uh, One of our core values, for example, is being heart-centered. And and I explain what that means is not that I'm always going to say the things you want to hear. It doesn't mean I'm just, you know, kind or as they call it, Nashville nice. It's actually being truthful and honest. And that is actually being heart-centered. Um, to yeah. be to be to be upfront, and so that you're not always guessing about what's what's expected of you. Yeah, it's not bless your heart. No, it's no more bless your heart. <laughs> it's like in the south, if somebody tells you that, it's yeah. it's 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 a derogatory term. So yeah, it can be. Yes, it yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so um so you're 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 dealing with people who aren't really speaking up. I I'm not holding them accountable because I'm not having them show me some results of what they've been doing. Oftentimes, I think leaders get have a real hard time with this because as leaders, we're told that we're micromanaging when we ask to see things, right? Um, and I have to explain to people that is not micromanaging. If I'm sitting there asking you to see your update every day, and then I'm sitting there telling you how to do the work, I'm micromanaging you. You're correct. If I'm asking for updates and I want to see the results of where you're up to date, that's not micromanaging, that's accountability. And I can tell you that, um, you know, there's a lot of talk in books about psychological safety and things like that. When these situations arise, we're not always 
perfect at bringing psychological safety. And also, I think when you're just holding people accountable, it, it, it puts them on defense. Can you keep them out of defense? Yes, but not 100%, right? Because if they care about something, they're going to get a little defensive if it's not really done well. Is that a fair comment? I do think it's a fair comment. And and the other thing that I had experienced is that um, sort of the platitudes, right? Like being told that it's, that it's being done. And listen, you walk a fine line. Um, Going back to what I said is how do you ask the questions without undermining? And it's just, you know, I think it's how you have the conversation to with the employee, right? That doesn't report to you that reports to one of your leaders to say, look, I'm not going to be holding secrets here. So yeah. I'm asking questions because I need to understand what am I not, what am I, what, what do I need to know here? Um, but also to inquire about, hey, are you doing these things? Because this is, these are foundational to the work. Um, I, I'll tell you, you know, certainly those spot checks are important. Follow through, making sure that, you know, certain projects were taken care of. It's important because, you know, sometimes what can happen is that there's, there's deflection or there is citing, hey, I just don't have enough resources. And, and what you realize is that there will never, ever be enough resources. There will never, ever be the perfect time. There will never, ever be, you know what I mean? Like, so it's that balance of not just disregarding what's being said, but it's that, hey, how do we have enough for now? Um, but again, remembering my my big life lesson here, which was that, hey, not asking for resource, resources sooner, um, it's a balance. It's a, it's a real yeah. balancing act. Yeah. And, and I, I love how you say it's a balancing act because you, you, you want to be uh, careful with resources because resources are so valuable, especially in a growth company like yours. And then also we're trying to balance having enough resources so we don't burn people out, send them into fear, cause that fight, flight, freedom, uh, fight, flight, fight, freeze problem, and just really try to help them be productive at what they're being because as leaders, and you talked about servant leadership, our job is really to break all those problems down for them, right, and help them resolve them so that they can do their jobs. Right? Yeah, and the other, yeah, it is. And, and the other thing I noticed, too, is that sometimes what people will do is that they'll just get busy, right? We're, we're just busy being, quote, productive, but it's really like you're just working really hard, but not smarter. So, um, yeah, making- and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to jump into that right after the break. So I'm sorry, I got to take another break here. And then we'll come right back afterwards and talk about that because I want to wrap it up with that because I think that's really important for people to understand, especially when we make a mistake around this because all of us make this leadership mistake at one time or another because we're trying to be careful with resources. So this is Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez. November 9th, Phoenix, Arizona, we're doing an accountability show, um, whole workshop for the day to how to hold your people accountable better. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa Show. Thank you. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our JetShare program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to remind you, tomorrow we have a webinar from 1 to 2 Central Time. That, that's um, 11 a.m on the Pacific and two o'clock on the Eastern. Um, we are going to, for one hour, Preston's going to be going over how to uh, create more efficiencies through processes. And um, But uh, we wanted to come back to Christy. Um, she's been a great guest so far, talking about things that haven't been talked about yet on the show, the way she's talking about them. And that's just because she's an extraordinary leader and she is uh, really amazing at growing teams and getting companies off the ground. So, Chrissy, share with us some of the challenges you had with some of the 360s. So you realized that the quiet people need a little more help. And tell us some of the things you had to do to get everything back in line. Sure. So, so we did a number of things. One is that we certainly did a restructure, which that's always hard, having those difficult conversations. Um, we also, you know, bringing back things that maybe had been dismantled. So it could be everything from, hey, our client relationship management system needed to be repaired to um, having meetings that you, you know, were able to share and have that transparency on, you know, those key performance indicators. And we, t I know we always talk about the scorecard or, you know, looking at how the, the organization is doing, but do you really do it? And that's where... Um, I, I love data. I can go too far into it, but really interpreting it so that everybody understands the why behind what we're asking. Um, so having that, uh, you know, bring those things back in. Also, um, having those office hours where 
you know, we could, people can schedule meetings with me. So I have time blocked out every single day now that I have an actual executive assistant because I did not have one before and they can, anybody in the, in the, in the organization can schedule time with me. Um, so we, we were able to institute that and then make sure that, um, you know, having the, the restructure included layers so that it wasn't depleting and, and, you know, burning out some of my key leaders. We needed to have really bench because when a leader would leave, for example, that, that, that threw things off course, but also back to that 360 review where it's like people are unavailable or you didn't have access to people. Having those middle managers actually supported the organization to be more effective. Um, <clears throat> something that I may have said, oh, we can't afford. Or maybe I will get pushed back to say, oh, why would we need that? Well, we need it, you know, and just to be really clear on my voice that, no, 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 I'm not going to take a shortcut here. We, we've got to invest um, right. to get the to get the results that we need. So and, and I would say lastly, and I think this is a big one is having, um, you mentioned Kane and, and also another colleague, Lisa Jane Vargas, you know, really spending time with our new leaders, uh, developing them with their with the um, workshops and that we've been doing um, with Assured Strategy. Um, they've been really helpful to the team and having that as a resource and going back to those things. So it's not one and done. If you're one and done in it, it's not going to be effective. So going back to and reminding people and showing them how to use it. So it's a common language that everyone uses. Yeah. And, and you said so many important things in this last um, thing. So in, in what, when we're working with teams, we talk about, um, you know, because we're primarily scaling up coaches and we, Rockefeller and Ember habit number five from the scaling up system is ongoing employee input is collected to identify obstacles and opportunities. So what, what I hear from you right now is you're really taking advantage of, you were taking advantage of talking to the people and really hearing what they're saying and helping them understand that, hey, maybe I didn't give you everything you need, so I need you to tell me what you need so that we can get it for you. It's not going to mean that I'm not going to challenge you a little bit and I'm not going to still hold you accountable to the cost that I'm I'm spending on you, but I'm going to listen to what you're saying and try to patch some of those things. And and then you're going to bring accountability in. You're going to start talking to them a little bit more. You made yourself a little bit more available so they could get help solving some of the problems that they need. Um, not so you can solve them, but so you can help them solve them, right? right? And then you got them some training and things like that. So it, it, it started to turn around for you. And um, what I wanted to say is like, you talked about making sure they understood the why, right? I think that when I fell as a leader in my communication, it's always that darn why that gets me. Um, I didn't tell somebody the why because I was going too fast. <laughs> and, um, you're laughing, so uh, you must share this pain with me, you know, because um, we know better. We know that the why really connects them to what we're trying to get done. And sometimes we just forget to say those things, right? So... Yeah, I have had to slow us down a little bit. Look, at the end of the day, I think both of us are probably fast and quick, and I think most leaders are. But remember that most of your staff aren't. That's not their pace. 
They're not typically fast. So I have to remember, I've got to slow it down a little bit and it's painful. It's real painful for me sometimes. Um, one of the tools I often use when we're talking about things, because I can make decisions like that, move, go, let's on to the next thing, is I have to slow down. And, and, and it was a, a thing I had used from, from previous organizations, um, a decision-making process that really talks about like the RC model, like who's who A, who's the prover, you know, just really breaking it down to slow us down for a little bit. Like who's approving this? Um, the R, who's recommending it or who's bringing voice to the issue? Who's being consulted? The C, I, who's who's implementing, you know, or or I'm sorry, who needs to be informed? You know, that's the big one. Everybody misses usually the informed piece because <laughs> we usually go from R, we got to, you know, we recognize or we recommend something to E, which is execution. And nowhere in the, it, it, the A of who's supposed to approve this and who should be consulted and who should be informed completely missed. And that, that's where we end up having to play cleanup again. So a lot of janitorial services that I offer now as a leader because I <laughs> failed to get the the, the uh, those other areas uh, taken care of. I, hold on. I love it. Um, um, I love it that you're calling yourself um, I, I'm the uh, janitorial service. I'm offering. That's too funny. Um, so I sort of felt your pain while you were talking about that because I'm just reflecting on some of my own issues around sometimes forgetting to explain the why. But I wanted to make sure that I brought that back up because it's so critical and it seems to be something all leaders forget sometimes because we're trying to get so many things done and we don't understand even on some of the smallest things if we just uh, um am i breaking up uh, bad okay on the smallest things we really need to to right if you will and so then i i i loved when you were talking a little bit and i want to bring this one last thing up that came to my mind is when we're challenging people on accountability if we don't look at some of the results that they have right now they have a tendency to not really answer our question. They tell us what we want to hear. And so oftentimes we walk away from those conversations feeling like we have the answer and it's not exactly the way we interpret it to, to be. Matter of mm -hmm. fact, maybe not as much as done as we would have liked it to be done. And so what I say to leaders often is, is um, you know, probably 80% of your questions are never really answered. So you have to really pay attention and really be a good listener. Yeah, I, I think that what I've, I've experienced is that, <clears throat> look, my, my style and the way I communicate, I can go on many different paths very quickly. Um, so I'm, I'm really focused here on this conversation with you, David, because I don't want to go too far, too, too many paths. But um, what I have noticed is that when I'm with people and maybe I am asking the hard questions, all of a sudden, look over here happens, right? The magic trick of deflection where it's like, oh, well, did you know that this is going on? Or let me tell you something else that you may need to know. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, I was focused on this issue, but now they've got my attention over here. And that was something I could do a whole show on that one um, yeah. and because well, it was very painful. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I just want to say this. Um, I've known you for a while now for probably three or four years. Um, you are an amazing leader. Um, the people in, in Assured Strategy really respect 
respect you a lot and how you show up to things. I've had the opportunity to work with you a little bit individually too. And I found you to be an amazing leader. And I, I thank you so much for being on the show today. You've brought so much humility to the show and it just shows how great of leader you really are and, and how you're talking about things. And, and look, everybody, this strategy Sherpa show, it is to help people through other people's issues and to really learn from each other as leaders through some of our, our things that we didn't do as well as we'd like. And you can see Christy's humility in sharing some of this today. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. We hope we've given you some insight into the journey of success and how the road to success is laid with bricks of failure. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode.